For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If there were a world record award to give for world's greatest delay of game, it would definitely go to 2020. But even though MLB had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Right now, Indeed is offering listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash SBMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash SBMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Okay, I like it. We're going to clap. And the clap is a, it's the director's thing, whatever that thing is called. Gotcha, you, the, the widget. You're recording yourself on your phone? Yeah, it's great. It works great. Does it really? Yeah, it works great. Okay. You, if, you sound sound better, if you sound better than me on this podcast, I'm going to be mad. Because I, like, I, I got my very professional microphone here. That is very professional. You should sound better than me, but we'll see. I probably won't. I'm going low tech, but this is actually a very fancy piece of equipment. Fair enough. Um, all right. Let's clap so we get on the same thing. One, all right, ready? two, three. Okay, you clapped after me, but it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. <laughs> You're supposed to, uh, no, we'll do it again. One, two, three, then clap. One, right. One two, two, three, three. clap. Perfect. <laughs> now I can line everything up. I believe you. I think there's a little bit of a delay in this, so I think the first, I think the second time I was ahead of you, but it looked even. Yeah, probably. It's fine. We'll figure it and out. And you've got you've got Topo Chico. I, I have nothing. I meant. I honestly thought about going to crack a beer just to keep our drinking a beer during MTPGA alive, and then I realized I would have to explain it to my third grader that's currently in school in the kitchen. Why daddy was drinking at one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the same because I got a, I got a delivery from three punk on uh Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, I think it was Sunday, a Saturday night. I got it on Saturday night and it was four growlers. And somehow between me and Rebecca, we drank through three of them on Sunday. And so <laughs> I have like this one left and it's actually my favorite of all the ones that I got. So I've been saving it and I almost cracked it for this. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is way too early in the day to be drinking. It is a little bit too early in the day. Then again, it's hard to remember what day it is, what time it is. I do know one thing. It's still March because March will never end. 
make the Padres great again. We can still do it. One issue, no one's actually playing baseball. It's hard. It's, if in, in our minds, they're already great, maybe. No, that's not true. But yeah, it's, it might be easier to make them great if we're just dreaming about it and they're not actually playing. Yeah, speaking in the theoretical, we can assume greatness or uh, we can presume future greatness uh, and we don't have to deal with the reality of time at hand. My gosh, John, uh, I thought by this date, March 31st, 2020, the month it'll never end, I thought we would have probably recorded mm, four Make the Padres Great Agains over this time. We would have had our comprehensive season preview. We would have you know, done this, that, and the other thing and talked best case, worst case, and instead here we are beginning the third full week, for some people the fourth uh, week of quarantine with, in all likelihood, uh, many, many weeks to come. And so, you know, first things first, I I thought we needed to do a pod, man, A, just to keep the feed alive, but also to talk to our listeners and and kind of just relate to what's going on and then relate it to baseball. How are you how are you coping? How are you hanging in? I'm fine. Um the answer I've been giving when when people text me or call me and and say how are you guys doing, referring to me and my family, um is we're on the high end of normal, but normal sucks for everybody right now. Sure. Um but overall we're doing fine. Like my my job's fine, her job's fine, our kid is fine. Um I'm actually really thankful that she's not the same age as, as your son, because uh, I feel like that kind of five, six-year-old range is where he needs to be learning every day, but he also doesn't understand what the hell's going on, whereas I just have to keep my daughter somewhat occupied, and right. she doesn't really understand or care that there's a pandemic going on. Um, so for the most part, I'm doing really good. Um, I miss baseball. I miss sports in general. I miss the NBA. I miss normalcy. I miss going to bars and breweries, um, eating out. Uh, I, I miss a lot, but so does everybody. Um, for the most part, I'm doing fine. How are you? Yeah. Uh, doing good. Uh, you know, had a chat with the boy yesterday uh, in the morning about how one thing it would really help him to understand is that neither his mommy nor his daddy went to school to be a third grade teacher. And do not have the requisite skill sets to be a super effective, great third grade teacher. And it was kind of a, hey, can you come to us a little bit? We're trying to come over to your side and and do as much as we can. Please help us a little bit and come over to our side uh, and recognize that we're doing the best we can, but we have no idea what we're doing. And my wife's a teacher, but she she teaches you know preschool kids with special needs, not yeah. not third grade. It's a completely different world. And and for every parent that's out there uh, trying to balance a work from home life with a teach from home schedule that you didn't sign up for, so to speak. Uh, you know, my, my sympathy goes out to to everyone. I, I think we're doing good, you know, tiny family unit like yourself, you know, with a, a dog, a boy and, and a wife and a, and, and a husband. And, you know, I, I ventured out into the wild to shop a couple times this weekend. It was highly anxiety producing uh, once and it was reasonable yesterday at Trader Joe's. But uh, we're in that time now where like 
really for two weeks, I kind of don't want to go outside other than to walk the dog and go for a run. Uh, And yet every day that goes by, you feel just everything you were just talking about, John, those pangs, you know, like we're going to record a crossing streams later tonight. Normally that would be at Helix Brewing Company. You know, normally I'd be over there down the street at Helix or we'd be out at Three Punk or, we, you know, just be out for God's sake, be out somewhere. And that change is one that I'm noticing when I walk the neighborhood, like last week, more empty. This weekend, I saw neighbors coming out and, and doing something on the front yard, you know, and, and congregating a little bit. And it's like, it's amazing to me because every time I used to see something like that, I would say, wow, that's so cool. Like, that's so cool. Friendly neighbors, they're getting together like little mini block party. That's neat. I've never really had that. That's, that's something to, to envy almost. That's really great. Uh, and now I see it and I'm like, idiot, bad citizen, stay home, go back inside, stop congregating. And it's, it's weird how antithetical things are now from where they were just three weeks ago. Yeah, it definitely has led to uh, a better relationship between me and my neighbors, which I've also, like, not really had, except for, like, one group of neighbors that recently moved away. Um, So it's been really cool. Like, we've been doing kind of these happy hours where everyone stays, you know, kind of on their own property, and you stay, like, six feet apart, if not more. Um, Yeah. But, you know, just giving you a chance to go out and interact with people in person. Um, The thing that's been really interesting for me is realizing how many of my friendships are based on like in-person hangs. Like, yeah, I just have friends that like, we never talk on the phone because we never have like what we do every so often is we send a text of, Hey, you want to grab a drink tonight? And then we catch up over beers or something like we go out for dinner. And so I have all these friendships that are so in-person based and it's really hard to replace that. And we're trying with, you know, like these video conferencing calls and and like getting in each other's schedules for like virtual happy hours and whatever. Yeah, if, if you can't tell, I've been drinking a lot. Um, <laughs> not today, just in general. Um, but it's it's weird because those friendships that are so based on being in person, I feel like, are the ones that are now taking the most effort and time and everything just to keep them going and to not feel like you've, you've separated yourself from that person. Um, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Well, uh, you know, and then you, you go up the, the line and it's different for everybody, but uh, you know, my parents, I would see them at every soccer's match. And I, I happened because of whatever we had going on that particular night to not see them at the last match we had, which was on March 8th. Um, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, in fact, they didn't go down. That's right. My dad wrote me the day before and said, out of an abundance of concern from coronavirus, they didn't go down uh, that time. It was the time before I didn't see him. So I, did, I missed him the last couple of times they were at the match. But my mom, in her late 70s, my dad in his early 80s, my mom's got severe breathing issues already. She uses a machine at home 
already. So like the idea of being able to go see my mom and just comfort her, like that's literally impossible. I cannot go see her. And were she to get sick, I would not be able to go see her. And that is uh, an abiding source of anxiety, I would say more than anything, or mild depression is like, not that I'm going up to my, you know, I don't want to act like I'm the person who goes up and sees my mom and dad every Sunday, or, you know, that we we talk five times on the phone a week, more text than anything. But just having that opportunity taken away uh, reminds you uh, of how different this life situation is right now. I mean, it's it's changed, obviously, for everybody, it's going to continue to change. We're just two guys here in San Diego. And all I can say is just, we're doing the right thing. Everyone's doing the right thing by staying apart. I would very much love to drive over to your place right now and be sitting in, you know, in the backyard and sitting six feet apart and, and doing this podcast. But it's the right thing for us to do this this way. And I think in any way that we can model for our children and for anyone else, it's kind of our incumbent responsibility. You hit on two things there that um, have been like, really high up on my mind and and one of them is why we haven't done this podcast but the the other one is um my mom uh is working in essential service my mom is a a cashier at target in phoenix arizona and she is uh 65 years old she's been uh, a smoker since she was 15 with a couple of nine month breaks there for for children i hope um, <laughs> I think, I, I hope, I think. So she tells me. Um, so she obviously has some breathing issues and she's dealing, you know, she, she's handling stuff and, and in the vicinity of a hundred people a day. Um, and all I can think about is not like the, oh God, I, I it, it is like the, oh God, I hope she doesn't get sick and goes through all that. But like selfishly, like from my, my own narcissistic point of view, I'm like, if she gets sick, I can't go comfort her. And my right. mom lives alone. Like she lives alone in an apartment with no animals. Like I, at that point, I don't even know what I would do except have a mental breakdown if something right. were to happen to, to my mom. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up like kind of the fear of if someone um, near us who's sensitive to this gets this, like the most horrifying thing is not being able to, to comfort them. The other thing is is why a big reason why um, I haven't really reached out to you to do this podcast, why I haven't been itching to, um, and I saw it was kind of on your your list of stuff to to talk about. But every baseball podcast that I have listened to over the last few weeks, or the vast majority of them, have just started with the prognostications of like. Oh, this is what I think baseball is going to do, or this is what I think right. baseball should do, or this is when we'll have, like, do you, do you think we'll have baseball over Thanksgiving? Maybe it'll run all the way to Christmas. Like, I, part of the reason this podcast works is that, like, you and I, we have strong opinions, but we're never shy about saying, like, we don't know shit. And, right. like, when it comes to this of, like, when's baseball going to start again? And, like, we put out the tweet asking people for, for um, questions and topics to talk about, and people were like... How is this going to affect the players having the t- How the fuck would we know? Like, we're, we're just two guys who talk to each other, but the Padres, we're not experts. We're not trainers. We're not even baseball players. Like, so if we get into that and feel free to do it on your own, but like, know that I'm 
so far away from trying to tell people what I think is going to happen. Because at this point, it's a big ass question mark for me. No, I mean, absolutely. Right. So we've got stuff to talk about. And you are 100 percent correct after life without baseball, which is what we just generally covered and could certainly continue to do. Uh, I wrote, you know, what are our thoughts on if and when MLB will return instead of prognosticating? Let's just talk about feelings. It's March 31st. What are we feeling about this right now? And I will begin. My feeling is the season will be canceled. That's my feeling right now. Is it true? I don't know, but that's what I'm feeling. That's my feeling too. I have a question for you. Um, Cause I've been like trying to separate myself from the hellscape that is Twitter during all of this. And I saw um, baseball came out with uh, something of an announcement. I think it was Jeff Passan of like, here's what it's going to take before baseball comes back. Right. And, it was it was essentially baseball saying we're not willing to play games in empty stadiums, which is dumb, but to a certain extent I understand, um, and I think that mostly has to do with the fact that like there's a lot of people that go into the production of a baseball game, TV wise, radio wise, scoreboard wise. You can't just have the players and no one there. Like there's going to be hundreds of people to make the whole thing work. I think that's right. what they're trying to get at. But then at the same time, did you see the Field of Dreams thing? What is that? Where they'd put some players in the Iowa cornfield? Yeah, and it was like, but there was like a date, and it was like, oh, the Field of Dreams game coming in August. And I was like, okay, so first of all, you just told me. Maybe. For, first of all, you just told me you don't think there's going to be actual baseball before August. Second of all, what players are going to this? Third of all, what is this thing? Like, I was so conf- like I saw the the announcement about baseball. Like, oh, we we want we want to play in front of fans, and I was like, okay, my brain understands that. And then it was like this field of dreams thing got added in like kind of the same announcement, or it was like it was like five minutes later, and I, like my brain just exploded, and I just walked away. And, <laughs> and and you just started talking about like baseball coming back, and my brain like grabbed onto the field of dreams thing. It was like, hey, remember how that didn't make any sense? And I was hoping you could talk sense to it. Do you do you know anything about it? Uh, I I heard of that in the theoretical. I didn't know that they put out a date. Maybe they were being aspirational, which I think one hundred percent of this conversation goes from depressed to aspirational, right? But it very rarely deals with anything concrete for a good reason. There's nothing concrete to deal with. We can set dates, right, and say, well, baseball would like to be playing by June. Baseball maybe will start with an all-star game in July, and that's how they'll kickstart a short season. I read Ken Rosenthal uh, and Jason Stark did a whole piece about, like, if baseball comes back, maybe here's a way uh, that it could come back on the athletic. All of this is speculative, just like uh, April 30th potential restart – Totally speculative, all based on nothing, no science. There's no definitive testing being done at the baseline level that would be needed to say effectively, scientifically, we have an idea of exactly where we are. So all of this stuff to me is kind of silly. Now, one thing I wanted to put on to what you mentioned with the Jeff Passan story, he did add, and Tony Clark of the Players Union uh, uh, confirmed There is a caveat in there. They don't want to play in front of empty stadiums, but they will if that's the difference between having some type of something in 2020 or having nothing at all in 2020. Uh, However, 
With that being said, the Chinese Basketball League, which was planning to restart on April 24th with empty stadiums and quarantined hotels, they just put the kibosh on that this week. So it just gets back to the point of who can possibly say? And Andy McCullough wrote a great piece, which I think was asking the question that everyone would need to ask, what happens if you restart and then a player tests positive for COVID-19? What do you do then? And I think the obvious answer is you shut the league down again. So do you really want to go through everything and then you play one game and somebody tests positive and that's that? Also, um, adding into the category of like, here's why I don't think this is going to happen. Number one, can you imagine asking these players, like you ask the, you know, the LA Angels players, like, hey, this is a series in a series against the Yankees next week in the in the Bronx. Go yeah. ahead. Like, do you really think all those players are comfortable going there? And I, I think I asked that question at some point on Twitter. I was like, can you imagine being a player right now being asked to go to New York or Seattle um, or even San Francisco? Now add in the like, and, and someone's response was, well, they'll fly in private jets and they'll stay in really fancy hotels. And so everything will be taken care of. And that's fine. You can't have any more in 2020 or beyond. You can't have a major league season without having a minor league season concurrently. Those, when, when the players in the majors get hurt, you need to fill that roster with minor league players. So saying they'll fly on private jets and they'll stay in fancy hotels, like the minor leaguers can't do that. You can't take the double A players in, in Amarillo and, and put them in a five-star hotel. I'm sure there probably isn't a five-star hotel in Amarillo. <laughs> and and they're not going to fly on, on private jets down to wherever. So no, they're going to fly southwest. Yeah, exactly. So um, until you get... This week at Macy's, get ready for a spring refresh with an extra 20% off with your coupon or Macy's card. Or check out amazing specials like Levi's Jeans for All, now 30 to 40% off. New Kids and Baby Looks, 50% off. And 1,250 thread count four-piece sheet sets, just $39.99. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. To the point that it's safe and comfortable to travel to every city in this country. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't think you can ask athletes of any sort, baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey, to participate in that like a lot of people were getting up in arms about why are all these nba players getting getting tested when they're asymptomatic they travel more than anybody like there's if if they had it it's really bad because they 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 travel all the time they shake hands with people they hug people like they're they're what are called super spreaders right like until you can make the world safe for us it's not safe for a super spreader and so um, I'm, I'm with you that if we're prognosticating, I don't see any way in which we can have anything resembling normal baseball, even if it's normal baseball with no fans in the stand until this time next year. There's a version in which it happens. The version is really nihilistic, um, which is that we endure an economic collapse a month from now that is so deeply profound that the Dan Jenkins philosophy, the Lieutenant Governor of Texas, uh, pardon me, Dan Patrick was his name, uh, the Lieutenant Governor of Texas who said, oh, you know, our grandparents would gladly die to keep the economy going. Uh, you know, and he was reviled for that, uh, rightfully so, by the way. But uh, our friends Scott Lewis uh, and Andy Keats made a good but really, really bleak point on the Voice of San Diego podcast, which is, you know, when we say, hey, you know, people don't want to stay home to protect the Dow Jones average, it's not just the Dow Jones average. Everything has come screeching to an absolute halt in the biggest global economy in the world. And nobody's getting paid, you know, and, and the the owners, are, the company bosses who are paying their employees, they're not bringing in the money to facilitate keeping that flowing so you know we're we're where we are now and a month from now when checks start bouncing and and payrolls start being unable to be fulfilled we're going to be in a different place and and if we get to a place where there's kind of a nationwide screw it people are going to die back to work everybody you know then sports will restart in some fashion out of necessity however there's also there's a second thing to, to think about here, right, John? The first thing is when these leagues will start again. And the second thing is when people will be comfortable going. Because you could tell me right now that baseball was going to restart next week in some fashion where they were going to, you know, bring people into the park like they bring people into Trader Joe's, you know, 10 at a time and everyone was going to be seated 10 feet apart. And, and so the, the capacity is down to 15,000, but they're going to da, 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 da. like, you could tell me all this stuff and I wouldn't go. There's no way that I would go because of the inherent risk, no matter how small. So, you know, whenever these decisions are made, the idea that the economy is just going to roar back and that sports is going to roar back and attendance is going to roar back to me is incredibly far-fetched. I agree. Um, I'm going to point out a funny little thing and then we'll move on to whatever the, the next point on the list is. Um, you got it. But this is uh, this is a, a, a somewhat crossing streams crossover. Um, 
I recently got to introduce my wife to uh, a movie I've loved for a while now, uh, Interstellar. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure you've seen it. Yes. What you probably don't remember in Interstellar is about ten minutes into the movie when they're at a baseball game. Do you remember this? Oh my gosh! Yes, absolutely. They're at a, they're at a baseball game, and it looks like it's being played on like a little league field. They're sitting on metal bleachers. I think the outfield is like corn or something, and there's a sign in the outfield that you you'll miss if you don't pay attention to it. That says, and and the uh, the 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 grandfather's John Lithgow. Like someone makes an error, and he goes, "Who the hell are these bums anyway?" And if you look in the sign in the background, it says the world famous New York Yankees. No and, way! I didn't recognize. No, I, no, I swear that. to God. And then, and then Lithgow complains because someone's eating popcorn, and he goes, "Enough of this popcorn! Baseball game needs hot dogs." And like, it—it's probably my eighth time seeing the movie, um, and that's when it like clicked for me of like that that scene being important. Like, it never seemed important before, but I was like, "Wait a minute!" They've gone through such an economic collapse that sports are just not important anymore. And because they're not important, you could be the the world famous New York Yankees, but all you are is like a, a bunch of bums playing on like a little little league field. There's no stadiums. There's no tons of fans. Oh, and also because they're running out of food, there's no more hot dogs. Like it was, it was just, it was meant to show you just how far things have come th- through the lens of sports, and that was really interesting to me because I was like. Not to get too dark, but you just did get too dark. Um, yeah. But it was it was kind of like, is there a point where, like, the economy crashes so hard that everyone just goes like, screw sports, man. We don't have time for it. We don't have energy for it. We don't have money for it. We're not we're not going to build these stadiums and go and eat hot dogs and drink beer there anymore. We have to worry about our damn crops, man. Like, it's it was it was a funny funny little funny little scene. I watched a, a video interview with a very, very intelligent man who uh, I believe is either a Harvard or Stanford professor, but is also a professional poker player named Brandon Adams, who if you ever watched WPT or WSOP, you probably saw him. He, about a 40-minute inter- interview on all of the things happening to the economy. And in the end, he was asked to give just a ballpark on a literal Mad Max scenario, like civilization breaks down as we know it and he put it at five to ten (laughs) percent which as i mean and this is an incredibly and this was at the end of 40 minutes of being incredibly reasonable like you know this guy's not hyperbolic in any way and anyone who plays poker at all should be really scared about 10% same thing by the way about COVID-19 there's a 10% chance you get to the ICU you know, people focus on that one to two percent you die. There's a ten percent chance you're in intensive care, intubated, with a with a ventilator. Hopefully, thank God. If so, trying to save your life in a life or death struggle. That's not an odd I'm willing to take because I have had way too many sets cracked on the river by a gutter ball, which is two outs once four percent. You know, I've seen four percent come in against me so many times that ten percent is. Downright scary. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully none of this happens. Hopefully we bounce back and are resilient as a, com- as a country. But that was the most important thing to talk about. Okay, let's, let's get to some Padre stuff, John. Yeah. And let, let's talk about true costs for 2020. Because B- 
based on our prior conversation, let's just operate under the, the working presumption, no season or nothing that would be regarded as season. You know, like maybe they have a tournament in September, but it's not a real season, you know. Um, what are the true costs to the San Diego Padres? I would posit that the Padres are, I don't know if they're the team worst positioned uh, for this, but they're one of the teams that will suffer the most from losing 2020 if they lose it altogether. And I think it, it, it leads to service time plus young player development. What club needs young players to be on the field developing more than the 2020 San Diego Padres? That's probably true. Which leads to a question that I don't have an answer to, which is just essentially like, what leads to development? Is it just playing the game? Is that it? Like, can coaching lead to development? Can mental maturity, physical maturity lead to development? Because like over this time, like Mackenzie Gore is going to physically and mentally mature and Fernando Tatis Jr. will physically and mentally mature and same with Luis Patino and Campusano and... All these young guys that we have really high hopes for, they'll, they will physically and mentally mature over this break. It'll probably mentally mature a lot because this is a hell of a thing to mentally go through. But does that make them better ball players? I don't I, think so. You see, so you're 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 saying development is only through playing the game. You can't develop without playing. I think you can develop a little without playing, but this is why you play the game. I mean, yeah. that's and that's why you play so many games. And that's why we never take a week uh, worth of results and, and put any meaning on them. So, you know, being really hot in the batting cage doesn't mean much when you're not facing sliders, when you're not facing pitchers trying to get you out and and dealing with all of the different aspects of what it takes to be a good hitter, uh, you know, or be a good pitcher for that matter. Uh, I, so to me, this is lost time, lost opportunity. And the real killer in the case of specifically Fernando Tatis Jr. and Chris Paddock, uh, you know, to, to name two, is that you're talking about lost service time. You know, whereas Gore hasn't had his clock started, Patino hasn't had his clock started yet, they're minor leaguers. You know, this, the Padres made a choice last year to call up Tatis for opening day. We talked about it a lot this time last year, and I was on the record as disagreeing with the Padres bringing up Tatis on opening day because they were going to cost themselves a full year of service time for about two weeks' worth of games. Well, here's an, another full year of service time that could be lost to two weeks' worth of games or, or nothing, maybe no games uh, as a result. And, hey, if they sign them to a, a lifetime contract down the road, it still won't matter. Uh, you probably aren't signing Chris Paddock to a lifetime contract. This might be his healthiest possible season. Alexa, shut up. Alexa just started <laughs> talking behind me. I don't know what happened. I, I actually love the fact that, that we're recording this way because every <laughs> once in a while I look up and I see like comic books behind you. Yes, and I know I'm you in must, my son's bedroom. I figured you were in your son's bedroom. It's, it's just, it really adds to the, the whole aesthetic. Um, <laughs> so have they come to an agreement on service time? Yes. I saw it was, it's something based on like how much time you spent in the league last year is how much time they're going to count towards you spending in the league this year, right? So if... So if Tatis had spent half a season instead of the full season with the Padres, 
he would only count for half a season this year, assuming they don't play a season, right? Correct. Right, right. But if you played, you played. So, you know, Paddock played the whole year. Tatis played the whole year. So you get you get dinged for it, whether they play or not. And, of course, when that came out, everyone in Padre land immediately dunked on the Dodgers, right? And said, ha, ha, you traded for Mookie Betts. And now He's it's going to be, play. yeah, it's yeah. going to be none and done. He's going to go sign with the Yankees and you're going to be out of it. Uh, well, okay, true. We could also say none and done for Garrett Richards. We could also say we don't get that last year of Kirby Yates to either use and win or trade to win. You know, there's a lot of things for the Padres specifically that go away that they were counting on. Uh, by playing 2020. And, and those are the real costs, I think, that are the most bitter uh, to swallow. Yeah. And then you get, like, other just random questions. Like, okay, so I guess this one year, prove it, A.J. Preller, like, I, I guess he gets another year. Where, where does that sit on his contract? Was his contract going to be up at the end of the year? Or did he have years remaining? Like, what does this do to Jace Tingler's contract with the Padres? Like, there's all sorts of unanswerable questions, but you asked the best one, which is like, is there another baseball team that could be more hurt by this, by like just a, a throw a throwaway season that kills you in terms of service time uh, for young players, kills you in terms of the last year of free agency and unable to like trade players or do anything with them. Um, my only other guess would be the Dodgers. Like the Dodgers have a window right now where they have a lot of really young, really talented players. They're yeah. trying to pair with a couple of veterans. Um, and, you know, obviously they feel like they got robbed by the Astros and all of that. Like this, this was, this kind of felt like it was supposed to be the Dodgers year redemption of like, we're not facing the, the obstacle of, of the Astros this time. Our young players are all studs. Our older players are still good. We had Mookie Betts, who's the final piece. Um, and David Price, who, whether or not you think David Price is anywhere near what he used to be, definitely helps their starting rotation, which was a little questionable or a lot questionable. It it probably hurts the Padres more, but um, I'd be hard-pressed to name another team outside of the Padres or Dodgers that, that's going to be as, as hurt by this or potentially hurt by this. Yeah, I think those are the ones. I think the team that's helped the most by this is the Houston Astros because they were about to go through the shit for the entire year. And now they have a year for this story to fade into the background. I mean, yes, people will try and restart the fire and bang trash cans whenever that game comes up. But are you really going to go plunk Jose Altuve 20 times in a row now? Like everyone, you know, it would seem really petulant, I think, uh, to do that at this point. So I think they're a team that's helped randomly just kind of thinking about it because you you brought up the Dodgers and and I agree the Dodgers are in their championship window any team in their window is the Yankees are the same you know uh, uh, because they were going to get that first year of Garrett Cole you know uh benefit I think a subset of MLB that benefits from this is specific to heavy workload veteran starting pitchers because as you mentioned the Dodgers, I was thinking, yeah, oh my gosh, kills them, bets. Oh, dang, you're losing one of Bellinger's most productive years before he gets expensive. Uh, Muncy, go down the road, right? Justin Turner, etc. But who would benefit more from just a random full year off than Clayton Kershaw? Right. 
who's been just wearing down and wearing down and wearing down. What if taking a full year off that arm, he bounces right back to vintage Kershaw, putting up a 1.8 ERA for the year. Uh, Verlander, Cole, you know, these type of pitchers who have put on this heavy workload, you know, and and didn't pop, but they've been wearing down. Price, you know, uh, these are guys who, given a full year off, they, they may feel terrific in 2021 where they never would have had that chance to hit reset on their career other than a Tommy John injury, uh, you know, in that same fashion. So uh, that's kind of a weird thing, but it just, it occurred to me that like, that might be the best thing that ever happens to Clayton Kershaw's career. Might add three years to his career. I was, I was wondering about the, like the kind of long-term effects of a full year off for someone like a, a Chris Paddock or whatever. It's interesting that you said Kershaw though, because I agree with you that this could be very beneficial to him. Um, and another name that you didn't name is Madison Bumgarner, still in the NL West. Yeah. Like, imagine if he came back and he was the player he was three years ago. That would be terrifying for the Padres because now you have two teams ahead of you in the NL West that, that would be difficult to pass. If there were a world record for world's greatest delay of game, it would definitely go to 2020. But here's the thing. Even if your MLB team got to take a break, your business didn't. And hiring has to keep moving, even when the game stops. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because it connects you to the best candidates fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you payment flexibility and full control over your hiring. So you only pay for what you need. Plus, you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Indeed also gives you powerful tools to make your search easier, like sponsored job posts, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. 73% of online job seekers visit Indeed each month. Maybe that's why over 3 million companies have trusted Indeed to help bring on the important hires that keep your business moving. Right now, Indeed is offering listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at indeed.com SBMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash SBMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. The protests against police violence in America have become one of the largest movements in American history with the help of access to cameras, social media, and internet organizing. But when images of police violence go viral, they affect everyone, from the people who record them. I was confused, but I was enraged at the same time. So I had to use my mind, take a step back, and keep using the camera that I used. To the people who watch them in their news feeds. And we're getting our first look at police body cam video showing the tasing and arrest. The Verge's new multimedia project, Capturing the Police, explores this national reckoning by talking to the people on the front lines. This incident really changed how our community really does things because everybody really took a part in taking a movement and making it into something else. You can view the entirety of Capturing the Police, the videos, the reports, the guides, the interviews at TheVerge.com. Um, here's who gets screwed the most. And it's not a team. Here's who gets screwed the most. And I'm going to say a name, but it's also every other player that's in this position. Okay. Unsigned free agent Yasiel Puig. Yes. Who's signing Yasiel Puig right now? 
Nobody. Can't do it. Can't no, do it. Roster freeze. Roster freeze. So Yasio Puig was going to sit around. He was going to wait for someone to have an injury in spring training. He was going to wait for someone to have a need in March or April or May for a big hitting outfielder with a cannon for an arm. And he was going to swoop in and sign a one or two year try and prove it contract. And now he gets to sit at home until this thing is over and he's not going to collect any checks and he's just going to be stuck. He's stuck. Imagine yeah. all of the unsigned. I don't know if there are any other big names out there. I feel like not, but imagine if you're an unsigned free agent and this goes into effect and it's just like, sorry, we'll get back to you when we can. Uh, everyone else is going to collect a check though. So I hope you save some of your money. And right. And if you didn't, you're broke. Yeah. You know, you're broken you and you're you might be applying to drive an Amazon truck, you know, which is what all of us are going to be doing uh, if the economy completely is destroyed. The one person who is impervious 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Earn a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University and help protect your company from cyber threats by performing vulnerability assessments and threat hunting to catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. This is Jeff Bezos, but uh, I digress. Um, along those lines... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, when we talked about Yates, we talked about Richard. I think the development is the single biggest thing because you're still talking about that burgeoning farm system with the Padres. You're still thinking about the waves of talent and all the, the ocean has been interrupted. <laughs> there is a still calm at sea. There are no waves at this time. Um, Second base, in addition, and catcher, two positions where you needed 2020 to sort something out at catcher. And in, at second base, you had one-year options in Jerickson, Profar, and Brian Dozier, and those could both just go poof, goodbye. And to, to add to that, like I remember reading not long before they stopped playing games that Luis Torrens was having a fantastic spring, 
and had a chance to make the roster and maybe push Hedges off. Maybe they were going to carry three catchers for a while. Maybe he would make a push for the starting spot if, if Mejia or Hedges didn't heat up. Like, you needed spring to figure out kind of who your starting catcher was going to be. And then when the Padres signed Dozier, everyone was like, what the hell are they doing? They already have Greg Garcia. They already have Jerks and Profar. Um, they apparently, according to out of the park, which we'll get to in a second, they already had some guy <laughs> named Valera. Um, and the, the talk was, well, as long as they make a decision on Profar before opening day, they don't necessarily, they're not really on the hook for his full contract. Um, I, I don't know what this means now. Like, is, is Profar just signed for the year? Is, is there any getting out of that contract that they wanted to? I think the answer is no. Um, you know, and it's it's an unforeseen circumstance. There's there's nothing there's nothing anyone can do about it, but it is part of the cost of all of this. Wow, that's a really interesting question, actually. Right? Hey, I mean, because they can't really say, uh, we were gonna cut him. Yeah, they <laughs> they can't they can't say we signed Dozier because we planned on cutting Profar, but it really seemed like they were going to either cut Profar or Profar was going to have to make a big statement in spring training to make the team and collect on that was six point whatever million dollar contract. And now I just, I think they've had the option taken away from them. Profar is part of the team. You got to pay him. Sorry. That's wild. I, I'd, I'd like to know if, yeah. What other ch- case could it be, right? If you're on the roster, you're on the roster. If you've got a big league contract, you're going to get paid at least some portion of that contract, I know, based on the players' agreement with, with the league. So, fascinating. So, bro, for Jerks and Profar specifically, this was great. Yeah, he's the, he's the <laughs> opposite of Yasio Puig, right? Like, yeah. Profar gets to keep the contract that he might not have otherwise kept, and Puig gets no chance to sign a contract at all. Fascinating. That's, that's bizarre. Um, I, I did tweet this on opening day. I just wanted to mention it, at least in passing. Um, but on this podcast, you and I, over the last two seasons and maybe three off-seasons, have maintained a consistent and unpopular position within Padre fandom, which was, do not, under any circumstance, trade for Noah Syndergaard. Don't trade for Thor. I'm pretty Don't sure you were. I, I thought you were on board with it at some point last year. Maybe we had an especially high, high alcohol volume beer that night. I don't Sounds know. like us. Um, but no, it's always been done. I mean, it was like if, if you got the exact right deal, I think that's the thing. Whenever people threw out speculative deals, right? Under any circumstance, I shouldn't say under any circumstance. Under the circumstance, if they traded this. Noah Syndergaard for nothing, you know, for Esteban Quiroz, then sure, it would be fine to have him. But, you know, for any realistic price, it was no. And it was for multiple reasons. It was, it was for one reason that you could not, uh, my boss just called and I just hung up on him for making Padres great again. So this is how much I love us. Uh, one thing was the cost. And the other thing was that you were wondering when Noah Syndergaard's arm was going to pop. And quite unfortunately for him, it popped before he had a whole season off to rest and recover. If Noah Syndergaard had had the season shut down a week earlier, he might have been okay and never never had Tommy John surgery. But it, it popped, other, and now he had TG. The other side of that is, 
and and we'll get to the 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 other guys who uh, the Padres just signed up for for Tommy John surgery. But the the big benefit here, if there is no season, is you can get Tommy John surgery, go recover from it, and maybe you won't have missed any time at all, and you could just come right back with no problem. Right, right, yeah. Uh, take the case of Andres Munoz. Right? Right. Take the case of Reggie Lawson, two guys that have had now Tommy John surgery, at least scheduled. And by the way, just to knock it out, we had a question in the mailbag like, hey, non-essential surgery during a time when hospitals are being impacted. Reasonable question. Uh, My understanding after reading about Noah Syndergaard is that based on like standard medical evaluation, if you're shown to have this ligament torn Getting surgery is the appropriate medical response. It's considered at that point essential and not elective. Um, you know, if if you're broke, I guess it's elective. But you know, if you've got the opportunity uh, to to do so, it, it's it's not an elective surgery. It's something that doctors want you to do. So uh, I I don't think that they're being in this case overly privileged. Fair enough. Um... So yeah, again, the the upside for for Munoz and Lawson, uh, potential upside for them is they get the Tommy John, and you know there's a whole season of baseball that that they would have missed that maybe they don't if it doesn't get played. Um, that's the bright side for them. The the downside is, um, you know, they, Munoz at least was a guy that the the Padres were really counting on to be a big part of their their bullpen for yeah. this season if there is one, um, and I think they were. T- probably going to try and groom him to be the the closer in waiting um for uh for Kirby Yates now they're not going to be able to to groom that um but you know you got to you got to take the the good with the bad and and or the bad with the good and um at this point you just got to hope that that you know both Munoz and and Lawson come back and have full healthy careers yeah and just to put a button on that i think both Syndergaard and Munoz are examples of guys who throw 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And you just really can't do that with a human arm for an extended length of time. That's why um, Aroldis Chapman is always going to be in a space alien. Correct. We asked for questions. We got answers, my friend. We've got a mailbag. Would you like to dip into the mailbag? Let's do it. We've been talking for a while now. Let's let's hammer through the mailbag and uh, get on with our days. Excellent. All right. Uh, I like this question from Dante Stack. What would you rather have in any given year, a Padres no-hitter or a short playoff appearance? I know my answer. Do you know your answer? Absolutely. My answer is a playoff appearance. My answer is a no-hitter. You know, you know how you know how meaningful that no hitter would be. Like, granted, the Padres haven't had one, right? It would be exactly as meaningful as Matt Kemp hitting for the cycle in Colorado. Like, did that really? Did you get fired up? Did you jump up out of bed the next morning? Oh my God, Matt Kemp! They hit a cycle. Like, I, it was fun for a night, and then I didn't care because the Padres were yeah. so bad, and I still hated Matt Kemp, and it was still a remembrance of how terrible that offseason was in 2015. Like, I, uh, you know what a short playoff appearance gets you? Momentum. Momentum towards building a winning franchise. Uh, you know what a no-hitter gets you? I don't know. 
Ask Bud Smith and the St. Louis Cardinals. Ask AJ Burnett. And, I was there. And, and the Florida Marlins. Like there's there's so many there's so many players who have thrown random no hitters that then went on to do literally nothing. And I'm not counting AJ Burnett in that. I just couldn't remember my other example. But there's so many guys that throw no hitters and then go on to do nothing for their team, for themselves, for the rest of their career. Almost every team that makes it to the playoffs, even a short playoff appearance, you're like, wow, they're building on something. Watch out for them next year. That is a hundred percent why I pick. Even if it's a, like, I if it said playoff appearance, I'd be telling you about all the like, oh, it's, I. Once you get to the playoffs, nothing is set in stone. An underdog can win, but he said short playoff appearance. I'm gonna say even that is proof to me that I am the fan of a good team. You know what else that does? To to quote our good buddy H.J. Preller, that gives you a full September worth of important games to watch. Like, the Padres haven't had important games to watch in the month of September in a decade at this point. Um, A no-hitter, no matter when it happens in the season, does not get you several months worth of important games, exciting baseball, and it doesn't doesn't give you any momentum. So I think I'm right here. Oh, you're definitely right. Yes. But it was it was uh, it's a matter of ju- we've never had one. So my first answer to that question is a no hitter. Once we had one, then I would be answering your side, which is the short playoff appearance. But I've done three and outs for the Padres. You know, I could imagine a wild card loss. Uh, you know, and one sixty three. I would trade. Yeah, I would trade that for our first no-hitter, for sure. I would trade our next short playoff appearance for our first no-hitter. I would do that every day of the week. I, I honestly, like, I don't care about no-hitters. At the end of the day, they're they're essentially flukes, and I don't care about them. Um, our good friend uh, Drew, one of the leaders of the, lo- uh, the locals uh, at Drew Stork, asked... And it's kind of bending back to our last question. I want to see if there's anything left in it. Uh, how would it most benefit the Padres uh, f- for the necessary implosion of the Dodgers this this uh, time off to have a pathway in the near future? Or how would this most benefit the evil empires to get richer as the wealthy always get more gains during a bear market? So we, we see how the Dodgers would be affected potentially by losing Mookie Betts. Of course, they could always sign him. Uh, they could benefit from Kershaw. They lose good, usable, young years from their players. I don't think, uh, I don't think though, the net benefit favors the Padres here. I think the Padres suffer more than the Dodgers do. I agree. I think he was looking for, like, like are, are there... Here's a way in which the the Dodgers and the the Yankees could potentially benefit from this. I'm going to cross sports a little bit. Um, I don't know that this is necessarily true in baseball right now, but in basketball, um, in the NBA, uh, shoe contracts pay out more than players' salaries. And Nike specifically is known to put a clause in their contracts that say, if you play in New York or Los Angeles, Anytime during the duration of this contract, um, you will get X number of additional dollars. So if they're going around to guys like Mookie Betts or or even players like Fernando Tatis Jr. and saying, hey, we want to sign you up to, to wear exclusively Nike cleats and Nike baseball gloves and Nike hitting gloves, um, 
okay, great. Here's your contract. By the way, there's that little thing on the bottom that says your contract doubles or triples in value every single year if you find a way to get onto an L.A. or New York team. Um, I could see, because there's a roster freeze now, right? Like, the the Padres couldn't even sign Tatis to a long-term contract right now if they wanted to. Um, But Nike could. I don't know if they would. Everyone's kind of hurting for cash right now. But um, players are going to be, especially young players, are going to be looking for, like, alternative ways to make money and then make more money. And um, I don't know. That's just a theory. I like it. Uh, at Green Eye Scott, we answered your questions earlier in the podcast. At uh, Ryan, at Ryan Lyon 2 are we retiring 44 or no? I think you have to. Um, uh, you, you have two Cy Young winners in the history of the team, uh, and it's not like PV was a, a one-and-done. Um, you know, he, he was very very much a part of the fabric of the San Diego Padres. Um, as per usual, I'm in favor of retiring 44 and in favor of unretiring six. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I love it. I am absolutely in favor of retiring 44. I'm agnostic about unretiring six. I feel like it's a bit aggressive <laughs> for poor Carve. Does he have to be in attendance for his unretirement ceremony? I, Steve, I, we love you, but we're bringing back six. As a matter of fact, I think he has to be at the Dodger game that day. That's right. Um, Chris McDonald at the thir- first pitch. We already answered your question about Tatis and service time. Dennis Goulias, we, uh, old 1090 pal, we answered your question. Uh as we did Jake Leskutov, my LAFC friend, about the effect of development on the next wave, which leads us to our last question, my friend, that I know we both at least put a little time and thought into. And this is where we'll wrap the pod today from uh, Michael J. Cullen at Cullen Miguel. Who are your top five most underrated Padres? A very high fidelity way to finish out the podcast. Okay, I... um. I held myself to a certain rule here. I became a San Diego Padres fan in 1998. Uh, I did not feel like it was my right to say that anyone who played on the team before that was underrated because I was not watching, and therefore I was not rating in my own way. Um, So all of my selections are from 1998 or after that. Um, I meant to write down five people I accidentally wrote down seven. Um, yeah. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go, you do one, I do one, and, and we'll we'll see if any of them match? I I think so, and I think it, it can be fun, too, to try and guess who the player is. I've got five, and I do have them ranked, and I did not uh, go from before night. I did use players from before 1998. So a couple of these guys, including my number one guy, you may not even know. But we'll find out. But the first one you should. Um, who's? However you want to do it. Your number five, and then I'll give you mine. I, I didn't. I didn't put them in order. But um, all right, I'm going to give you one, and then we're going to throw it out and never talk about it again. Okay. I yeah. felt like I felt like he needed to be on this list, but we don't need to discuss. Hunter <laughs> Renfro. I have Hunter Renfro on my list. I feel like Hunter Renfro is underrated, and I feel like he was going to prove that in Tampa Bay this year. Um, but let's move on. Cause now I have, I have six names, but technically I have five bullets. 
So I'll give you my, 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 the last one I wrote down. I didn't put them in any specific order. The last one I wrote down. Houston Street. Houston Street was really good the whole time he was here. It was really good the whole time he was here. He was, uh, I, I mean, he was Trevor level good for the like three years he pitched for the Padres. Um, and people never talk about him. They talk about Heath Bell. They talk about, uh, uh, Rod Beck. They talk about uh, Scott Linebrink and um, Luke Gregerson. No one ever talks about Houston Street. Houston Street was amazing for the Padres for a, a couple of years. Uh, 2012 All-Star, 1.85 ERA, uh, 23 saves in 40 games. 2013, uh, 2.7 ERA, and 33 saves, 56 and two-thirds innings. 2014, which is the year that he was an all-star for the Padres and then got traded uh, to the Angels. While he was with the Padres, he had a 1.09 ERA and 24 saves in 33 innings. He was absolutely dominant at 0.75 whips. Uh, that's a great pick. Love that pick, John. Thank you. Uh, f- for a top-five underrated Houston Street. Uh Number my number five on my list is the player I would consider the most overlooked important player of the 1998 NL champions. He's 10th all time in Padres on base percentage. Wait, I almost wrote him down. I know exactly who this is because I looked at ex- it's Kilvio Veras. It's Kilvio Veras. I almost wrote him down. I saw that he was 10th and on base percentage and I almost I, I almost gave this exact same intro that you just gave. That's awesome. So yeah, glad a we needed leadoff man. Yeah, the one thing that the 98 team really, really needed was a leadoff man. It was something they didn't have. And Kilvio Veras gave them that needed leadoff man for three years. He was a terrific leadoff man for the Padres before he moved on. And that 377 on base percentage, uh, yeah, all time the 10th best in Padres history. So Kilvio Veras is number five on my list. All right. Uh, the the fourth bullet that I have, um, and I, I don't know if I really want you checking the stats on this one, is Kyle Blanks. Uh, I felt like Kyle <laughs> Blanks was a, a good player uh, for a short period of time and then a not-so-good player for another period of time. Um, I just I loved everything about his game. Like, he was the size of a bear. He shouldn't have been good at, at outfield defense, but for some reason he was. Um, he had really soft hands. He had tons of power. Um, I felt like he walked a lot. Uh, the only thing he couldn't really do was like hit for contact most of the time. I, I feel Kyle Blank- Blanks was properly rated. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, had, I, had, I really, I genuinely thought that he was going to turn into a superstar, like not with the Padres, but with like the Oakland A's. And then yeah. he, he got, he was one of the only players I've ever seen. That was like a position player that had to get Tommy John surgery. And it just, he'd never really recovered after that. Otherwise he would have been a superstar. Number four on my list of most underrated Padres. This Padre is 12th all time in position player war tied for third all time in offensive war Fifth in both OBP and slugging, 
fourth in runs created, fifth in adjusted OPS plus. Is QuickBooks slowing your business down? Do you have challenges managing inventory, project profitability, or just getting paid fast enough? Get your business to a better place and graduate to NetSuite today. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash info. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash info, netsuite.com slash info. But when people think about his time, they think about the other guy more than... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ryan Klesko. He was, I also almost put him on the list. That's so funny. Ryan Klesko was underrated. So this is the the only reason I didn't put him on the list. Like I literally, I I started writing it down and then I was like, you know what? His best years were not with the Padres. He may have been an underrated player, but what we saw with the Padres was just like, uh, it, it felt like what was left after the Braves got all the good stuff. And for some reason that just felt, it knocked him off my list, but I'm glad to see that he made it on yours because very much deserving. I mean, he had his best year with the Braves. There's no question about that. But when you just look at good years, he had some really good years with the Padres. It at least carried over. His first two years with the Padres were better than all but one of his seasons with Atlanta. So... That that's something worth considering, and he and he kept up a half life. I mean, he was he was good basically the entire time he was with the Padres. Even his last year, worst year, he had a seven seventy five OPS and a one eleven OPS plus. Ryan Klesko, a good offensive player for the San Diego Padres, my number four. That's good. Um, I didn't. We're, I think we went about this in different ways. I, I just kind of wrote down players that I thought were underrated, not really digging up their stats too much. Uh, and now you're you're just making my list look terrible, because um, now it's just <laughs> it's just a list of guys that I like that we never get a chance to talk about. Um, That's fine. Number three on my list says Hairstons, plural. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Both both Jerry and Scott. Um, Scott Hairston, again, a guy I'd rather you not look up his stats. Um, oh, but that one year in 2010, Jerry Hairston Jr., he oh, had like 50 RBI. That's what I was going to say. As a part-time like, player. And I think he, I think that was the only year he was with the Padres. Jerry was fantastic in 2010. Scott was always pretty good. Um, you can count on him to play good defense and have some pop and work a walk here and there and look like Shrek. Uh, but Jerry's really the, the MVP of this, this tandem, but I, I didn't want to separate them. And Scott Hairston would have hit one of the biggest home runs in Padres history. 
in the slightly different recast of Game 163. Yeah. Yeah. He, there was a moment where he was the hero of that game until he wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I certainly like that a lot better than Kyle Blanks. <laughs> um, number three on my list. You keep laughing at Kyle it, Blanks. He's going to show up outside your front door, and then you're going to have hell to pay. Uh, I, I want to be socially distant from the 88 train. There you go. That is for sure. Um, number three on my list is a, a player that I would say might be statistically the greatest Padres pitcher, just statistically, of all time. Wait. Of all time. Your number two it might be my number one. Who's your number two? Well, this is actually my. Oh, number is this three, your number three? It, your should, number, it really, it, it, they're they're close. Okay, your number three might be my number one. Who's your number three? Mike Adams. Oh so, no, that's not my guy. That's wow. That's, that's such a good call. Mike Adams is not mentioned generally as one of the great Padres relievers of all time. Yeah, I just named like seven and, of them, and I didn't name him. Yeah, exactly. And yet he was. In 2009, Mike Adams had a 0.73 ERA and a 0.59 whip. He was unhittable. That's that's ridiculous. The year before that, 2.48 ERA, 1.0 whip. The year after that, 2010, 1.76 ERA in 66 innings, 1.0 whip, 2.10 ERA plus. And the year after that, before he was traded to Texas, 48 innings, 26 hits, 9 walks, 49 Ks, a 1-1-3 ERA, and a 0-7 whip. I mean, this is Bob Gibson territory in two different seasons uh, for Mike Adams, who just got everybody out in the eighth inning, and then he would randomly get a chance to, to close it. like He had like two saves ever. With the San Diego Padres, you because know, all the other times there was Trevor waiting to close things out, or Heath Bell, pardon me, uh, waiting to close things out. But Mike Adams, man, no one could touch the guy. I that's that is the best pick of this entire exercise so far. Um, I I can't argue with with any of that at all, and I, I won't try. Perfect. Move on. <laughs> uh, it's my turn now, right? All right. Um, Again, not going to be nearly as good as Mike Adams. Again, it's mostly just a list of guys that I like that I feel like we don't talk about enough, which means Damian Jackson had to be on the list. Oh, my goodness. Because he played every position, and he was speedy, and he was hard to get out, and I just I love the hustle. We can can move on. Damian Jackson... Yeah, he would be on a different high-fidelity list for me for Padres. He'd be on my top five what could have been. You know, the the guy that you thought was going to be great, but really never turned out to be great. Um, Damian Jackson of the Broken Bat Grand Slam into the Crawford Boxes in Houston. Uh, Ben and I, I, what was it? It was 2001. That was the year that the Padres at the beginning of the year were good. Remember, like, there was one moment they beat Arizona and they were in first place. They were like 26 and 21 uh, and in first place. And they kind of hung around 500 most of the year. And there was a road game in Milwaukee where they were a game under 500. And they were about to, they had been climbing. They had fallen below and then they were getting hot. 
and the Padres had the lead in the ninth, and Trevor threw the pitch, and it was granted to Damian Jackson like a Sunday two-hopper to flip to second base, and he botched the flip. And the tying run scored, and they lost the game, and they never looked at 500 again. <laughs> and both Ben and I could still tell you about it. Like, we were, like, ready to jump on the air and be like, here we go, we're on the, you know, we're on the way, and so Damian Jackson, though, man, he, he could do a little bit of everything. He had one of the most spectacular catches in Padres history. The one in the outfield? Yes. Yeah. I, and he was an infielder. Yeah, I love that catch. Well, that was, that was when they realized, like, oh, we can just start throwing him in left field, center field, whatever. He'll be fine. They did that for a couple of years, and he was really good at it. Number two on my list is the all-time club leader in adjusted OPS+. plus. All-time. He's second all-time in Padres both on base percentage and slugging. The author of back-to-back 3,100 seasons, but he's not mentioned with the top Padres first baseman of all time. But I think he was, even though he was only here a couple years in a piece of a third. The crime dog, Fred McGriff. He showed up on, I looked at that same list that you must have looked up, which was like the baseball reference, career leaders, because I was looking for guys that were just showing up all the time, but but never get mentioned. And I saw McGriff was on all of them, like career hits, career home runs. Like he he had, uh, but I didn't pick him because he was before 1998, but obviously, right. very obviously um, a fantastic player, had a great career. Did he hit 500 home runs or did he just come close? Just came close, but I, he's one of those guys that's not in the Hall of Fame and doesn't look like he's going to get into the Hall of Fame, but he is right there on the precipice to me. You know, he's one of the best first basemen ever, and he was just so damn consistent. That was the thing about Fred McGriff. 493 home runs is where he wound up. 1,550 RBI, 284 career average. And, and you know, just so consistently, he, he, he hit... Between uh, 1988 and 1994, 34, 36, 35, 31, 35, 37, 34. <laughs> like, the, the, you know, his, he was, every year he was good for 30-plus 30, 30 homers and around 100 RBI, just every single year. Uh, and he was a pretty good first baseman as well. Uh, Fred McGriff is one of those guys that w- every year was one of the best players in the league but wasn't the best player in the league. Every year was one of the best players at his position, but wasn't the best player at his position. And those guys don't make the Hall of Fame, but they make the Hall of really, really good, and they make the underrated lists, and that's where Fred makes it. So my last one, the one I wrote down first, um, is everything you said about Mike Adams was right, except this is statistically the best pitcher in Padres history, and there's... No doubting it. It's Kevin Brown. Mm, yeah, one year, yeah. Yes, one year. It was the best season in Padres history. And I don't mean for the team, and I don't mean just as like a, a hitter or whatever. Like statistically, it's the greatest season any San Diego Padre player has ever had. Um, do you want to guess how many wins above replacement Kevin Brown had that year? According to baseball reference. I would guess he would have been like a 10-win player. He was a 9.1-win player 
according to baseball reference. Let me see what he was on fan graphs, because I bet it was even more. Um, he led the league in war by a mile. Um, okay, Padres, 9.6 war, according to fan graphs. Um, he led the league in war by a mile. Um, next closest was Alex Rodriguez, uh, 8.5. Uh, Roger Clemens, when he went to the Blue Jays and probably took a bunch of steroids and went crazy at 8.1, and then Barry Bonds at 8.1. Like, these are Hall of Fame players, and Kevin Brown just mocked them all. Um, he uh, was clearly number one in war for pitchers. He was number two in earn run average. Uh, he finished three in whip that year uh, amongst players who qualified had the, the right number of, of innings. He had 1.06 whip. Um, he was just an unbelievable player for an entire season and an entire playoffs, really. Uh, and nobody on the Padres, not, not Tony Gwynn, not uh, Jake Peavy, not anyone has, has ever come close to being that great for that long, uh, even if it was for only one season. Um, he was a he was a burning star who, who you know, burned a little too hot. That's uh, the number one guy, the first guy I wrote down, and I just, it's criminal that Kevin Brown didn't win the Cy Young. Um, and in all honesty, Kevin Brown should have won the MVP that year. That's why yeah. I consider him he- underrated. Completely fair. And I think that's great. It's a great call in in that respect. Um, In terms of all-time players, he was so good even in one year that he should be mentioned as one of the all-time greats, even though he's only added one year. Because that one year with 9.6 wins is more than most guys did. That that was the thing. If they won the World Series, I'd be sitting here advocating for them retiring his number, by the way. But I digress. He did. He did, he did more for the team than Steve Garvey. Never mind. We're, we're getting off base. The very next year, Padre fans were throwing dollar bills at him uh, at, at Qualcomm Stadium. Yep. So the very next year. So that's something to consider. To me, the number one most underrated Padre of all time, and I think this is an objective call, um, is the greatest player of the early Padres that just gets universally forgotten. Like, universally forgotten. Fifth all-time in position player war for the San Diego Padres. Eighth in offensive war. Fifth in batting average. Fifth in games played. Fourteenth in on-base percentage. Third in runs. Second in stolen base and triples. Not easy, though, to come to the top of mind. Gene Richards, the left fielder of the early San Diego Padres, was one of the greatest Padres of all time. Gene Richards was an every year, basically two and a half war or better player for the entirety of his San Diego Padres career, starting in 1977 and continuing until 1983. Uh, he, he went on to the Giants uh, in 1984. But uh, from that time, a 56 steal year, 37, 24, 61, 20, 30, 11 triples, 12 triples, 9, 8, 12, 8. Uh, fast, you know, fleet in left field. Uh, every year he had an OPS plus 113, 134, 100, 115, 128. His worst year, 98 uh, and, and 100. You know, not a power hitter, and that's why he's forgotten. But in that era, when it was 
just as good. You know, he was a player who walked. He was a player who made contact and was incredibly fast and super exciting. Finished third in Rookie of the Year voting in 1977, but does not get mentioned when you talk about the great Padres of all time. Gene Richards was one of the great Padres for his era of all time. That's wonderful. That's uh, that's your list is much stronger than my my list. Put a little thought into it, big fella. I I did. I, I thought we were going for different things. Um, no, it was good. It was good. You did go for a different thing in a fun way. So it was instead of us just copying each other or going, oh, well, you went three, I went two. It was it was a lot more fun. We had ten names. Um, do you want to mock me for my out of the park Padres right now? Because I have a thing I want to add to the end of that when you're done. So I've enjoyed tuning in, um, slash, I recognize how much I obviously must miss, miss baseball, that I would watch you play a simulation, like, for a half hour and be chirping at you in the chat box. I'm like, how far have I fallen? Um, you know, what have we come to these days? These were the thoughts in my mind. Um, but... <laughs> uh, so I think it's a cool simulation, and I think it's fun to watch the games play, and they seem to be at least somewhat realistic in how they play out. Um, but the GM mode is just straight, straight Basura. It's, it's garbage. So You're only saying that because uh, you know, I pulled off a trade that you consider to be a steal. It, I consider to be absolutely impossible, which is that the the primary prospect added to the Mookie Pets David Price deal which was Jeter Downs would be traded for Brian Dozier who they could have signed (laughs) the Red Sox could have signed him chose not to but then like a week later they're going to trade Jeter Downs for him no you know what way would that happen nor in your previous season simulation where you got some team to accept both Will Myers and Eric Hosmer. It was like, uh, come on. That was the the New York Yankees, by the way. And that was uh we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that season, even though it did go well for me. Um I wanna I wanna use that as a springboard. Uh I I agree that there are some some holes in the trade logic uh that you can take advantage of. Uh and I'm happy that there are holes in the trade logic because it means that the machines won't kill us and eat us just yet. Um baseball reference. This is like the Eighth time I've mentioned them on this podcast. Are you aware that they are actually simulating this baseball season using out of the park? I think so. I think I've seen that. Yes. If you go to the like Padres page or whatever, you can see under 2020 right now there's spring training stats or there's simulated season stats. Um, And I'm going to have a blast looking at this all year long. So far, it looks like, the uh, simulated Padres on their thing are three and three after six games, and Trent Grisham is uh, hitting the crap out of the ball. Pitching staff looks really good. Um, anyway, I I don't think you're crazy. Uh, I think watching out of the park is fun and interesting because it's essentially just watching um, a manager make decision after decision after decision, and then you get to mock them when they screw up, um, which is just baseball. That's just perfectly encapsulates what what we all enjoy about baseball. Uh, except, you know, without the action. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying doing it and I'm enjoying putting it on Twitch and I'm enjoying posting about it on Gaslamp Ball. And, uh, 
I sincerely hope it doesn't blow up in my face because if it goes poorly, uh, then the whole world will laugh at me. <laughs> well, I do appreciate your transparency. Uh, but yeah, the GM moves. I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't it be nice? Basically, the, you know, uh, is what I thought when I saw that. I'm like, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if we could flip Brian Dozier for a, a top 20 prospect well, I mean, hey, in Major League Baseball? I, I did it already. I don't know. Are you, you're one of these Preller apologists that, that thinks that things are impossible. They're not, Craig. You can get them done. You have made the Padres potentially great again, uh, my friend. The only Padres that we get to watch, the Padres on your computer. Also, you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.